Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 206 of Say Like a Champ. It's your boy, A-Dub. And your boy, Shrizzy, with the Slack family. What it do, what it do. We're back in the building. Another day, another dollar. Yep. And uh, I want to thank y'all. We got likes on the show already. That's what's up. We got some viewers checking in already. We got some comments. So we're going to go ahead and say what's up to Unc. He says hello from South Texas. Yep. Good evening, Pops. Yep. Welcome to the show. We got Grace in the building. Happy Tuesday. Anthony Wesson, a big salute to you, sir. We appreciate you. And also we got moms in the building. Happy Tuesday. So thank you all for being here and for rocking with us. You know, we appreciate it so much. We love to uh, have comments during the show and, and have you guys be a part of our show and what we do each and every week. So we appreciate y'all and keep the comments coming. Let us know how you're feeling out there. And we're going to let you know how we're feeling in here. Let's do a little check-in. Strizzy, what's good with you? Uh, not much, man. I uh, just, you know, standing doing my thing. I got, uh, got like two collaborations now. I got like companies sending me uh, their products and, and wanted me to make videos with them. So, you know, what I'm saying did 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 one uh, with this uh, this drinking game. You know, for for people 21 and up. Which I got to okay. make another video because I'm supposed to do two of them for like two weeks apart or whatever. And then I got one. They sent me a uh, like a kind of like a ring camera, but different. Okay. Uh, in a sense. But uh, I got to do their, their video, too. They just sent it to me, so it's still in the box, all nice and pretty or whatever. So um, I'm getting a lot, of, um, a lot of emails lately just from, like, companies trying to, like, send me their stuff. So uh, yeah. that's, that's positive, you know what I mean? So um, Absolutely. That's, that's about it. You know, that's about it. What about you? Man, um, I, I, have to, um, I have to say that's super dope, dog, because, you know, that's part of uh, kind of growing that falling right and getting that attention as people, you know, will, will want to want you to speak on their stuff so yeah that is super gangster man um the, congratulations on that definitely don't take that i don't take that lightly man that's a big step <laughs> and once people yeah. see that you're doing that man that's going to give them the you know the idea to do it more you know what i'm saying so yeah it, it was kind of crazy it just kind of started happening you know what i mean and then like i gotta i'm working with a there's another company too that reached out to me i reached out to them but they're like I think they're like in India, like I think they're like in India or something like that. It's like the timing. Oh, dang. So yeah, they're always sleeping when they try to call you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So just trying to figure out like how that stuff happens, or but you know they're seem like they're one of the ones that like want to use me for like a couple of different things. So they might be something that you know might just be like a nice little you know second source of income or whatever. But they might be one of the ones that might actually like really legit go help me out with it. So. Well, well, we'll see. Make sure it's all legit. You know, what I'm saying I'm not trying to get played, but you know, right, see, right. Well, so far it's so good. You know, I, you know, looked yeah. into them a little bit, and they seem they seem legit. They can pay you, but you ain't paying them. Facts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's Facts. what's up. That's what's up. But it's crazy how the internet uh, makes you know the world is such a small place, though, man. You're out there doing big things. So, um, for me though, I did get a little special thing last week. I got to go check out this new place that's opening up actually today. This place, Chicken and Pickle. So. You guys have a chance, man. Check yeah. out my YouTube video, please. Uh, check that out if you can. Share that out if you know people that like pickleball. It's a really cool little spot, and I definitely have to say, um, you know, thank you to our brother Ramsey for for getting the plug in and let let me get hooked in with that. So that's what's up, man. He's the pickleball G out here. He he plays all the time. So got yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, I tuned into your video. I was cracking up. I was you know I was chilling in bed. I think it was like Sunday or Sunday. It's Sunday, and uh, you know I had one of them. Uh, uh, what's it called? T one of the smart TVs, obviously, but it's, yeah. a, it's, like a, it's like a Google TV essentially. So like it pops up with all my like YouTube notifications, and you like the first thing that popped up when I turned my TV on that morning. So I was like, might as well check it out now. So I turned it on, and uh, dog, your, your stuff's getting better and better, man. Every single time you post a new video, it's getting better and better. And Thank you, man. Uh, it legit made me want some chicken and waffles like that morning. I was you know I went out searching for them and stuff like that. So. It's a great, it's great stuff, man. So I'll say likewise, man. I'm proud of you too, dog. Keep it, keep it moving. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We keep being consistent with everything and just uh, pushing and just taking these opportunities. You never know where it might go. But um, but we're definitely here to talk sports, so we'll get right to it. But I do want to jump back in this comment real, real quick comment section. I think we got a good gathering now. I want to welcome in Stephanie Washington. Welcome hey, in. Up is reminding us, pops is back. We need to behave. All right. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. He will. He'll be calling us out if we say anything too outlandish. Uh, no Anthony Wesson, he's alluding to something. If we have time at the end, I think we're gonna have time. We're definitely gonna um, we're gonna definitely comment on the <laughs> riverfront happenings for sure. Um, Unc is saying you need a road manager, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> soon, man. You uh, need man. somebody with you. Once um, it gets there, I'm gonna need somebody. 
And then uh, also, Kelly, happy uh, happy Tuesday. Thank you for being here with us as well, Kelly. Welcome to the show. Anthony West says they have a, a chicken and pickle close to his house. That's what's up. Oh, yeah, no. two in Texas, one in Kansas City. There's only like six or seven across the nation, though. So that's uh, that's pretty pretty gangster, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and, and pull up our graphics real quick. And this is another thing that we'll be uh, touching on for sure. Let me get this right. What's going on here? There it is. There it is. Okay. Definitely one thing we'll be touching on in a few, but uh, we'll go ahead and get into our first topic of the evening. What's up next? Oh, let's check it out, man, real quick. Oh, tune, tune to NFL, NFL Talk. Let's get it. All right, NFL Talk. We have football back, and uh, the Hall of Fame game kicked off the preseason last weekend. I got to check it out, man. I enjoyed it. Honestly, yeah. just being able to turn on the TV and see that crystal clear, um, you know what I'm saying, HD football back on the screen, that's what's yeah. up. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, Dorian Thompson Robinson, um, the, the rookie out of UCLA, was doing his thing. He balled out a little bit. So that was uh, definitely the highlight of the Hall of Fame game for me. But did you uh, get a chance to check it out? Yeah, yeah, I got to check it out a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, it's funny, man. It's, it's the Hall of Fame game. You knew no like actual like real starters were going to be playing the game. And I still right. put 25 down on the Browns, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> they came through for your boy. You know what I'm saying? They came through for me. Every everybody's money was going on on the Jets, and I, I, I had to fade the public. You know what I'm saying? So I, so I kind of knew they was going to lose. Like they're they're a little too hype right now. You know, everybody's thinking yeah. they're going to you know do the absolute most this year with with Aaron Rodgers. You know, uh, but I, I took the Browns, man. So um, good, good call, you know, man. Care, just... Careful, careful betting on preseason if y'all bet on on sports a little bit because you know it it's not very well season. You know what I'm saying? But uh, right. But yeah, I did check it out, man. I liked some things that I like uh, uh, that I saw uh, come from the Browns. You know, some of their some of those guys trying to make the team and whatnot, but um, yeah, man, it, it was fun. It was fun. Started off real defensive too. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And then it kind of loosened up towards the end when when some of those uh, fringe guys got on on the field a little bit more. But I like it, man. Yeah, it was definitely an exciting little comeback by the Browns. Yeah, and I agree with you. You got to be careful with the preseason betting only because uh, you know they might not try to win. You know what I'm saying? Or they might go for two, or they might yeah. you know go for it when they kick, kick a field goal and just to see different things. But um. But yeah, definitely, definitely super tight. Um, a couple of free agent signings going on. Kareem Hunt is still like probably the most sought after running back free agent right now. Yeah. Uh, he visited the Saints and had a good visit with the Saints. But apparently right before he stepped on the practice field to do his tryout with the Saints, uh, he got a call from um, the Vikings, I think it was, too. Or no, I'm sorry, not the Vikings, the Colts. My bad, the Colts. Because they're having their issues with Jonathan Taylor. So maybe they're going to be a player in this thing. Um, but the Saints also worked out Anthony Barr, and they're expected to sign him as well. Um, so, yeah, nothing too crazy with that, though. And then there was a couple more I have on here uh, that we'll get into. Teddy Bridgewater going to the Lions. What did you think of that? Anything? I, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a really solid backup, you know, I mean, backup quarterback to have. He's been really injury prone lately. So, you know, maybe that's good for, for the Lions, you know, to have them behind. Uh, uh, I mean, oh. let's do his name. Yeah, right, right. Uh, right. Jerry Goff, yeah, Jerry Goff used to be at LA, um, so I think it's, I think it's a good pickup for him. Yeah, you know I mean, in regards to just having someone who's probably really cheap, you know what I'm saying, and, and have them backing up Goff because I don't think they really had anybody backing him last year. Uh, so you know, just yeah. in case he goes down for any reason, I think it's a solid backup. Um, but you know, Lions expectations are real high this year, so let, let's see if you know he can be available if if Goff you know knock on wood goes down. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good move for them to solidify that because in past years, it's like if your number one goes down and you're the Lions, oh, well, you know what I'm saying? Try somebody yeah. out, throw somebody out there. But yeah. this year, um, they're going to try to build off that success they had last year with Dan Campbell and, and, and the new coaching staff. So I agree. They got to they gotta have a, a plan ready. Um, another guy, Trey Flowers, going back to the Patriots. Uh, he had a rough year last year, Must missed most of the year with injury. Um, yeah. So um, so that's what's up there. But um, I'm just thinking – I mentioned the Patriots only two because I, I want to see what they're going to do this year. You think they'll bounce back pretty well this year, or what do you think? Because they're in a tough division. I don't know. Yeah, I mean they're definitely honestly in one of the toughest divisions. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, still, in my opinion, and I, I you know, I, I think it really depends on on Bill. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of reins is he going to keep on Matt Jones? You know what I'm saying? Like, they went and got Juju. Juju's looking like he's going to be there. They're kind of number one receiver guy, but I don't have Juju as an actual number one receiver. So 
Um, it's going to be tough. You know, the, the defense is still going to be solid regardless of who's out there because of Bill Belichick. You know what I mean? But they they got to let they got to get past this like Tom Brady thing, right? They got to they got to learn to work with what they got, and they got to let a quarterback be a quarterback. And until then, I just don't think they're going to be successful in that division. It's just too packed. Right. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. The Lions, I'm um, sorry, the, the Dolphins were really good last year. Yeah, the Bills were. obviously are going to come back being good. The yeah. Jets totally reloaded and are looking yeah. to make a run. So yeah. it's like that is a really tough division, and you can only win so many games running the ball like this yeah. times a game. You know what I'm saying? You got to throw the ball eventually. So And they don't even have nobody at running back that I'm just like, oh, they got that. You know what I mean? Like Right. Like Stevenson is a beast, but um, – not like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just like he's still in every down back, but not like dynamic like that. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yep. Um, I really agree. Let me get in these comments real quick before we dive into our last topic for NFL. Um, uh, Anthony Weston says, Do you guys think they should have a Hall of Fame game as the Pro Bowl and just have that in Canton every year? Oh, you know what? That would be kind of gangster. Um, I think it would throw off their schedule for the inductees and stuff because they like to like induct them like in the summertime when people can travel there and go see it. So I think that, that 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 might screw things up a little bit, but it would be kind of cool because then you have your Hall of Fame inductees and you have all the stars of the NFL like in one place. Yeah. Um, that that part would be pretty gangster. Um, but still the Pro Bowl is kind of a mockery now, you know, so I don't know. I don't know if that fits. Um, yeah. But I, I do I do like the Hall of Fame game kind of in the summer as like that start of the season too. So Me too. Um, let's see. Pop says Teddy is a solid pro. Major injury derailed his career. Yeah, it really sucks did. that he never got his chance. Um, he remind he's kind of like a, a Gino from last year. Like I always felt like if he would get that starting job one time, like he might just take off, you know, and yeah. run with it. And, and, never really and the right spot, and the right spot. You know what I'm saying? Like it's got to be like the yeah. right spot too. Gino Smith, you know, one he had a one he had a great season, but I also think that like where he landed, like it was just so perfect for him. Great coach, yeah. great system. Um, it was just it was just perfect, right? And I feel like Teddy needs that same thing to kind of like revamp or turn his career around. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Before it's too late, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ong says he might go to a project near Paris, Texas, which is north of Dallas. If I go, I'll catch a Cowboys game. That would be dope. Yeah, I definitely recommend checking out the stadium because it's really cool. And if you can do the tour, they let you go down on the field and everything like that. It's fun, and it's actually well, I was gonna say it's reasonably priced, but Shoot, that was like 2015. So yeah, yeah who, who knows? Now. <laughs> who knows what it is now? Um, all right. Um, Anthony Weston says, well, at least they have a real offensive coordinator coordinator now as far as the Patriots goes. That's definitely true. I think Joe Bryan will help a lot. Last That's year true. they were just like they only had like five coaches in the building. Every yeah. other team has like 12, 25 coaches. I don't know how many coaches, but yeah, so seriously. many. And they had like four or five guys and they're like yeah. who wants to take the offense like somebody's got to do it so yeah um, good point that's pretty good point. crazy Unk says will mayfield finally become a decent quarterback uh no i think his best days are behind him if you're asking me but he's finagled his way into another starting job so i mean yeah can't hate him for that man he uh, right I mean, I he's just, got I, two really good receivers you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like you, you it's kind of like we were talking about with Tua last year like if you can't do it with with these guys like you'll never be able to do it at all you know yeah. what i'm saying so I, i'm with you i don't think so but this is gonna be his best shot yeah his best and hopefully his final shot i'm just glad that the commercials are over with you know what I'm right saying? pop says no. <laughs> nope <laughs> um, exactly. anthony i didn't i didn't think of the weather in canton in february yeah i think that that would no. be yeah. a problem for sure um all right, the last thing I did want to mention is there's a little bit of talk out of camp going on about Eric Bieniemy, the new offensive coordinator for the Commanders. He's definitely coming into town trying to make an impression, but also he's always been known as kind of like a hard-nosed coach, a coach that will kind of get down on you and be direct and call you out if need be. Apparently, some of the players have gone to Ron Rivera privately and kind of, um, you know, I don't know what to say, express their displeasure or complained or whatever. Um yeah. Some guys already from uh, ex-Chiefs are coming out basically saying, like, you know, hey, take the coaching and get better. Um, that guys are just soft. How do you how do you feel on this one? And do you think this might spell trouble already for the enemy in his new career? I actually kind of agree with some of the te the Texans, the uh, the Chiefs players. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? The commanders have not been good for a really long time. Like, you guys have legitimately been trash, and now you have 
essentially uh, an offensive coordinator who's been in the Super Bowl, you know, what, last three years, you know what I'm saying, four years, something like that, like, and, and you know, and has two rings, I believe, you know what I mean? So, like, he's going to bring, and I get it, like, Ron Rivera's a very laid-back coach. So I'm, right. betting, so I'm betting money his coaching staff is also really laid back. So, you know, I, I probably get they're not used to having someone who's hard-nosed like that, but, you know, you got to have at least one one coach like that. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, I feel like suck it up. You're men. You play at, at the highest level of football. You know what I mean? And do you want to continue being okay at your job or do you want to be able to take that next step? And it's going to take somebody to hold you guys accountable. Yeah. So uh, to me, I'm, 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 as long as he's not, you know, calling somebody out their name or it's not racially, you know, whatever, I'm like, yeah. suck, suck, you know, suck that shit up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like come on now. Like, my coach, like, I've had my coach in high school in my face grabbing my face mask because I, I, you know, I did something wrong and it's me. So he expected higher of me to be like, you don't do stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. literally like yelling at me, like in front of the entire, and I was like, you're, you're right. You know what I'm saying? My bad. And then go out and do something spectacular in that play. So yeah. suck that up. You know what I mean? Like, I you know grown men talking about he hurt my feelings. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and you know, I, I, I agree with that. I think that it is like a little bit of softness. And also, you know, he can't change now, right? Like, okay, so this is his very first year on the job. They're yeah. like two weeks into like real camp. You all, all of a sudden he's gonna try to be somebody different. Like for him, I think you gotta be the same person that you always were. Don't try yeah. to go overboard and do too much now, you know what I'm saying, proving a yeah. point type of thing, but be who you were. It seems like this is already who he was. This is who they knew they were hiring. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, you can't change if you ruffle a little bit feathers. But I will say little caveat, little devil's advocate is like there sometimes are different motivations for different people. So, you know, one yeah. approach doesn't always work. But right. if that's the approach you know and what works for you, definitely go with that. But over time, you may have to evolve that or pull it back for some people as you get to know them. So that's I was just saying that's true too. Like as you get to know them and realize, like okay, maybe that's not the best way to like. That's a part of coaching too. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's a part of coaching too. So I do but, agree with that as well. Yeah, I, and I, well. I think that might be why he's not a head coach yet. But he's you know he's been a coordinator. Like maybe that's when it comes to because when you're a head coach, you got to do more politics and you got to do more balancing acts. You know. And that kind of comes with that extra dose of leadership. So yeah. um, we'll see. But I, I, I think he'll do well. I think they'll, sh they'll shake things up. But it's like, also, he's got a quarterback that's not proven. So he's, he definitely has a lot of work to do. He had a bunch, so, of, got a bunch of areas that aren't proven. So, you know what I mean? It's like, y'all yeah. better get with it down. You know what I'm saying? You got yeah, two, quarterbacks, two unproven quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying, who are fighting for the starting job. You got yeah. a receiver who's good, maybe even considered underrated. But – but you know, like he still hasn't proven too much because he hasn't had a great quarterback in his you know short short career. So they have, they have a lot to prove this year. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I'm looking at Pop's comment right now, and uh, he he might be right. Like he like I, I just feel like when he going to the Commanders, I felt like it was not the best idea for him to, to do. You know, when we talked about this when it first happened, yeah. uh, I wasn't a fan, but we'll see. Yeah, I feel it. Um, I wasn't really either. I'm like, just stay and be with the Chiefs. But yeah. um, never yeah. can recall NFL players complaining about a coach like that. Very strange. I kind of think the players might be sensitive, but if their offense doesn't work, EB will never be a head coach. That's the thing. He's got a lot of pressure on him. So I get mm -hmm. why he's trying to do it. He's like, I'm not going to go down because I, because, you know, because you guys are, are, are yeah. soft or whatever. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Um, Anthony Weston says maybe what they need to weed out the guys and can't change the culture. Yep. Most of the greats wanted to be coached hard. Unk says some players need a dose of reality, stop complaining, and play better. Yeah. I feel all that. And it's still like – it's not like the 70s or 80s football, I'm sure. Like, it, it's – I'm sure they're not like – you know, he's not doing anything too crazy, right? Yeah. So, I'm sure he's just calling them out. They don't like that. So. Exactly. All right. Um, that's our NFL talk. We have basically four weeks until NFL starts. So, over the next four weeks, we're going to do a little northeast, southwest type of preview and um, and kind of talk about who we're kind of looking forward to seeing in each of those divisions um, in this new year and, and kind of doing new faces, new places things. So that's what will be on the docket for the next four weeks. But it's exciting times right now. We're about to have uh, football back. Secure the bag. We'll be back as well. Strizzy's already dropping betting tips on y'all now, preseason style. Uh, but secure the bag. We'll be back. And also our pick and league will be back too on Yahoo. So make sure yep. you join that. And every week, whoever wins will get a Super Bowl square for our big, finale at the end of the year so um 
so that's what's up on that. And uh, I think we're going to keep it moving. Um, we're going to keep it moving right now to our next topic. All right, NBA talk. We're going to start off with the new highest paid average annual salary a year. <laughs> Uh, that didn't take long for Jalen Brown. We always talk about this. As soon as somebody breaks the record, it's only a matter of time before it gets broken again. But now Anthony Davis, the question is, is he going to be healthy through this three-year extension? But he's going to be making $62 million a year, $186 million over the next three years, which is crazy. And he does have an opt-out in that final and third year. Um, Strizzy, what were your thoughts when you saw the news of uh, the Lakers re-signing Anthony Davis? <laughs> You know, one of, one of my friends kind of put it really, really funny when he said, like, that's that's a lot of money for, you know, Anthony Street Clothes Davis. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I love how good he is when he's healthy, right? Like, when Anthony Davis is healthy and he's not worried about getting injured, like, yeah, man, like, he, he's, he's a top 10 player in the league. You know what I'm saying? He really is. Like, you look at, you look at what he did on the defensive side of the ball, not even the offense, the defensive side of the ball during the playoffs – during the Lakers run this past season and you look at like, man, when this dude is healthy, like he could do anything, you know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, and, and, and uh, the Denver Nuggets, they really ran through everybody. Nobody really stood a chance against them this year. Um, but you know, I, I just think that it's a, it's a big gamble, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, you know, I feel like all contracts in the NBA are gambles. These guys make so much money, you know what I'm saying? Um, and when they get injured, all that money is still guaranteed. Uh, but I, I feel like, you know, maybe they talked to, like, him and LeBron before they gave him the contract. You know what I'm saying? Because LeBron's still making a ton of money, too. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, maybe this is LeBron's last contract with the Lakers or, or whatever. But I just – I don't know. I, good for him. Never want to speak negatively with somebody's money. Get your, You know, get your cash. Yeah. Uh, because at the end of the day, you're only going to be in the NBA for a couple more years anyway. But right. um, that's definitely a lot of money to go to somebody who's who's who spends a lot of time on the bench. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And who they? Think that's, yeah, oh, yeah. I think that's my biggest concern. Like as a Lakers fan, for sure, is like, is he going to be healthy? Um, you know, I don't necessarily think that they're like investing in a hope and a prayer. Like they're investing in something, but they yeah. might not get everything they want for that investment. Um, yeah. I do think though it's it's a sign to him as well to say like look you're our future like yeah you we we need you know it's no longer like because before it was always like they would do their deals him and LeBron it'd be the exact same number of years and they'd be like doing him in lockstep like yeah. now they're saying like look like regardless of what happens with him you're our future like we need you to be the guy for us and like you said when he's healthy he can be dominant he averaged twenty five points two blocks you know last year like. If he can do that and he can play 80% of the games, like, yeah, that's, that's legit, you know? Right. So I am excited for it. Um, and then I wanted to show this little breakdown of uh, uh, his contract, though. They're saying about the taxes in LA. This was on X, uh, that app you, you might have formerly known as Twitter. But yeah. Um, yeah, so he got the richest annual extension, but the taxes on his $62 million a year, um, it, like basically this little breakdown shows that the net income is $24 million after his agents, his escrow fees, his federal tax, all that different stuff. That's insane, man. Like that's, that's crazy. That's insane. That's, that's more than half. That's more than half. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, like that's almost like a third. Like, I mean, seriously. That's, that's, that's crazy. Um, the taxes and stuff like that, but it's like, um, still, I mean, I'll take it. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, we always hear that. <laughs> right. Of like, we always hear that number like 62 million and we're thinking, dang, but it's like, uh, it's kind of like a little dose of reality there. Yeah. Um, After it's said and done, this man's losing half of that salary and taxes and stuff's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Um, August and Miles say hi. What's up, boys? What's up, boys? Uh, appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, definitely uh, shout out to the nephews. Um, Anthony Weston says AD, the bubble AD is definitely worth it. I feel that. Um, but yeah, I, I, is he going to be like that same player? Who knows? Yeah. But I feel like now he's got his grown man, like, fully, fully, like, this is it. Like, it's going to be now or never kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Unk says, just because the player is eligible for an extension or a Supermax doesn't mean they necessarily deserve it. Example, Anthony Davis. Um, Pop says, agree, a big financially risk for the Lakers. 
feel like they had to in the event that LeBron leaves. Um, and yeah, that's kind of they're they're like trying to secure their future. Um, Alex says Clippers are slow to give Kawhi or Paul George new money. Load management works against them. I, I definitely think so. Like they they right. banked out. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, I like this stat too. Anthony Weston says since 2019 he's played more games than Steph Curry, PG 13, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. That's pretty cool um, yeah. to see that, and it's very interesting. None of those guys have quite the same knock on them as Anthony. Well, I guess Kawhi does for sure. Yeah, Kawhi definitely does. I know Steph, Steph missed that whole season. Because he, when he broke his hand, right? Yeah, yeah. He was that like whole season. That makes sense. PG and Kawhi Leonard, definitely. They just be missing games and miss games sometimes. Yeah. So, like, they miss games sure. and miss games, and then they get injured and then miss games. So, like, they're, they're – no, no, they're idiots in my opinion. Like, people, I don't think people understand that when you take that much time away from a, a sport like that, it actually works against you. It doesn't work in your favor. Right. You can't That's just – That's Darrell Revis. Or yeah, not Darrell yeah. Revis. Um, the Jets running back. What's his name? <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't just pick up. Like, your body needs to be consistent in those things. You start taking time off, you're – it's just not – yeah. Nothing good comes from it, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. You can play. You need to play. Better yeah. for you. All right. Um, The FIBA World Cup, the Team USA is tuning up. They played Puerto Rico last night and smashed them. I think it was 117. No, what was the score? I don't know. They did them dirty, though. 117 to 72 or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. This is still the exhibitions. It actually doesn't start till August 24th, but I kind of like seeing the crew out there together, the young crew. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that they'll do pretty well, and I'm definitely rooting for my guy, guy Anthony Edwards, to be like the star for them. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll be watching that. I'll be checking that out. Um, but this is an interesting thing I heard, and I don't know if you heard this or not, but apparently Trey Young was on a show uh, earlier this week, and I think Gilbert Arenas was with him, and Gilbert Arenas was basically like, saying that like Trey Young wanted to be on Team USA this year, but that um, Nike blocked him from being on the, the squad, that they were preferring or giving preferential treatment to like players that are sponsored with Nike. Apparently there's like six Nike players, there's like three Adidas players, and then there's like everybody else is like some other company. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that, man? Because like Trey Young didn't confirm it, but he just said like, I did want to play for Team USA. Like I was interested I want to play if they want me. That's that's crazy to me. One, I, I'd say if I'm Team USA, I'm kind of glad that he's not. Trey, I mean, he it's, it's weird because, like, he averages a good amount of assists, but he also yeah. takes a lot of dumb shots, and he also takes a lot, he takes a lot of selfish shots. And if this team, like this USA team, is going to, to win the, the FIBA championships, it's going to be as a collective. You know what I'm saying? Like – you know, oh, like okay. Anthony Edwards, like I saw, I saw the uh, the uh, the scrimmage game, right? The Team USA white, Team USA blue, mm -hmm. and um, uh, what's what's short short dude's name out of uh, out of New York? Yeah, he he was hooping. Like I I think actually offensively, like it might even go through him when it comes to like who's gonna be the lead scorer on this team. But when you're watching the the, the game against Puerto Rico. Yo, they look nice defensively. Like they were really good grabbing balls, uh, mm -hmm. passing lanes, you know, things of that nature. A lot of a, a ton of fast break points. You know what I'm saying? A ton of fast break points. So, um, you know, they definitely look better than I thought they were going to look. Um, it is Puerto Rico, and it is an exhibition game. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't want right. to put too much into it. They still got some asterisks. Yeah, yeah, they got they got some uh, some tough teams ahead of them. You know, uh, France is going to be tough. You know, Slovenia is going to be tough. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, um, France is Australia. probably – Yeah, exactly, Australia too. Like some of those teams are actually going to be down. really difficult to play. Yeah. Um, but um, but I just don't think the team they have right now, I don't think Trey fits. I don't think gotcha. he fits. Okay. That's very interesting, you know, because I appreciate you breaking it down a little bit more. I mean, when I looked at it, when I thought about it, I'm like, Trey Young is better than anybody on the roster. Probably. He is. Like, I agree. So I get what you're saying, though, from a standpoint of, like, if they're trying to build a team, though – maybe that puzzle piece doesn't fit this fame. So yeah. um, I appreciate that breakdown um, and, and and kind of that perspective on it. To me, I was just like, that's weird, though. Like, I don't get the Nike shoe thing because it's like Trey, Trey is Adidas, I believe. But it's like it's not like there's nobody Adidas. It's not like they completely blocked it, you know. Yeah. But that has come into play in the past, like all the way back to Michael Jordan days, like when they were pissed that Reebok had the contract for the USA jerseys and the USA apparel and not Nike. So – I get that some of that goes on, but I'm like, 
I don't know how much power Nike would really have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I really feel like at the end of the day, the coaches pick. You know, I mean, who they want, who they want to go. And, right, um, like, like some Nike executives not calling up Steve Kerr, like, uh, you can't put him on the team. Like, you think that yeah. Steve Kerr's gonna listen to that? He's like, no. yeah, exa exactly. Like, no way. I just think the team that they picked. I, I think, and you're right. I think Trey Young. From a standpoint of like you know, all when it comes to like all star status or you know whatever it may be, I think he is probably better than everyone on that team. But I just think the team that they have, it fits. They have sharpshooters, they have defensive players, they've got their, they're kind of their their bigger scores, right? And and Ant Edwards and and, and Brunson. Um, but uh, oh, Mikael Bridges, Mikael Bridges has been on fire yeah, too. Yeah, he can hoop too. Yeah, he can hoop it. So you know, they I think they got their three primary scores, a lot of defensive guys and their sharpshooters, and I think Trey kind of. I just don't think he fits. Trey gotcha. Trey is the guy who's like, I need the ball in my hands all the time. You know, ball, you know everything goes through me. Yeah. Yeah, everything's gonna go through me. And I think that if they have that type of player for that team, it's just not gonna end well. You I know, Slovenia like can have that, you know what I mean? If if uh because they need that, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna need that from Luca. You know what I'm saying? Like right. but this this USA team now, they're they're definitely if they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it collectively as a group. Gotcha. Yeah, Ankh says he needs to improve his um, decision making. Yeah. Anthony Weston, shout out to uh, Austin Reeves. Yeah, the crowd he went crazy good. when he checked in the game, and he 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 was pretty nice too. He was hooping, yeah. um, so you know he's definitely on the come up. Pop says Brunson has been the best player so far. He was picked ahead of Trey. Appears rightfully so. Yeah. All right. See, I, I, when I I guess I wasn't in the right headspace because when I read that, I was like, "Dang, what?" Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I like it. Um. I like it. Uh, let's see. Over here, there was one other thing I wanted to jump to. Oh, Ox says this about the load management. These guys don't appreciate the struggles of an average fan, a fan that endures hardship just to enjoy the game, just have these top guys not show up to play. Yeah. And I feel that wholeheartedly. Like That's one of the things I really didn't like about baseball, and it's starting to become harder about basketball too, where it's like you have those tickets for months. You know what I'm saying? You're waiting yeah. for that day. That, that, that day is circled on the calendar, and you're waiting to see you know your stars or you know this one player that you you might might never see and you show up to the game and they're they're out that day it's like yeah. that's lame you know and it's expensive it's not cheap and uh there's only so many opportunities we get to see some of these people so it is yeah. it is kind of a big deal yeah um, man I went, I went to i went to the uh the sun's heat game um not last season but the season prior and uh you know i would have loved to see jimmy bam and and tyler hero play all together but i only got to see tyler hero he put up like thirty something on him, and they won that game. <laughs> you know, they. But it's like, but they were coming off of a back to back because they just played the Clippers the night before, or something. Yeah, like that, yeah, right? exactly. So I, you know, yeah, I didn't get to see Jimmy or Bam. I just would have been so much nicer to see, you know, all those guys play. Like even being a, you know, good nice Tyler Hero fan, like, you know, I just, you know, come on, like Jimmy Butler and Bam. I miss, I miss both of them at that game. I still haven't seen them play live yet. So, so that still that kind of sucked, man. And nothing was wrong with them. They just set that game out. I think they assume. I think they. I think the Phoenix Suns were missing some guys too. So I thought, I think they felt like, like this is the right spot. Yeah, we might be able to do this without them. And, and they did, but um, it sucked, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, I don't like to take a discount either. Ticket prices don't go down when them guys say Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They're not like, we only brought, you know, 60% of our stars. So, um, all right. Definitely um, got to give a shout out to the Basketball Hall of Fame inductees that are going in this yeah. weekend. Um, it's crazy though that the Hall of Fame inductions for the you know for football and then right after it is for basketball. But again, it's like that summer type of thing. Um, this is a star-studded six, right? Here. Like, <laughs> yes, sir. No doubt. Like yeah. this is solid. Like there's no whammies on this board at all. None. Um, but you know, we 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 uh, had a chance um earlier when they were all announced to to kind of you know to give our flowers. But I just want you. Um, you got, I want to give you a chance, you know, like a 30 second message to Dwayne Wade. Cause we know he's going to see this. We're going to blow this up on the internet. Yeah. What, you got to, what do you got to say to Dwayne Wade? Cause I know that's your boy. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Congratulations. My, my, my favorite player of all time, right? Like I get it. He's not Michael Jordan. He's not Kobe. Like no one's going to consider him the goat, but I've, I've modeled my game growing up after him. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, it's funny. Like a lot of people gave me the same nickname that he had without even knowing that he was my favorite player. You know what I'm saying? So um, you know, congrats to Dwayne Wade, man. He, he's he's definitely earned it. Still one of the highest purrs in, in, in playoff history back in uh, 2006 when he won his first championship and, and finals MVP with Shaq. Um, and, you know, people all the time talk about how, you know, Dwayne Wade never won a, an MVP, but I'm like, I prefer a finals MVP all day. So, um, you know, shout out to him, man, my boy. Congratulations. 
you know, in my opinion, the, the third best shooting guard in the, in the history of the NBA. So shout out to my boy, D-Wade. That's what's up. That's what's up. And we sipping on the wine, too, this weekend for you, Dwayne. But that's what's up. All right, we're going to shut down basketball right there. Um, let me see. Actually, well, we'll get to, like, let me see if there's any other comments. I think Good. West says Jeff Teague, James Harden is better than Dwayne Wade. Oh, well, he's wrong. <laughs> yeah, where's, um, where's Jeff Teague at right now? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that's just about it, though. But I appreciate y'all. Um, and jumping in on the comments on basketball, we're gonna keep this thing moving. Only a few more, like n- nothing too crazy, but definitely got a comment on this one too. This was ended up being the fight of the weekend. Um, we got Ramirez versus Anderson in a little bit of a scuffle, but um, the uh, uh, Tim Anderson was, was suspended six games, uh, Jose Ramirez was suspended three games for their part in the scuffle. Benches clearing brawl after um, like a hard tag on the slide from Anderson. The crazy thing is, though, Anderson got up like looking like he wanted to throw blows, like he initiated the fight, ends up getting uh, caught with a little counter and going down off balance. Um, what did you think of the the fight and just like then the like little social media virality of it? I think Anderson, I think Anderson uh, blew it way out of proportion. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he, it's not even like Ramirez was really blocking the plate. Like he really had, he was waiting for the ball. He had his legs wide open. He knew he was gonna slide. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel, I feel like he blew it up a little more than what it needed to be. And, and then Ramirez, you know what I'm saying, knocked the Sonic coins out, old boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just I just feel like it – I feel like it was unnecessary. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I didn't see the suspensions, but I'm actually glad that Anderson got more games than Ramirez because even though he's the one who got knocked out or at least knocked down in days, I, right. I feel like he started it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, so I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that they reviewed it, looked at it, and was like, I, I know you took the brunt of it, but uh, it's kind of your fault. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, so, exactly. Um, so uh, you know, I feel like <laughs> if it wasn't for the the knockout, I feel like Ramirez didn't really even deserve anything, in my opinion. But he did kind of give him. He gave him one. You know what I'm saying? So they got to do. They got to do something. But uh, yeah. But yeah, man. I don't know. It's, it it was crazy though. It was, it was nuts. I, I I just didn't think there was enough there for that to happen. Like. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It shouldn't have escalated into what it was. Apparently there is some some bad blood between them, but also kind of like um, Pop says. Well, Pop says Ramirez landed one good punch. Anderson is such a jerk, and I think that that's the thing is like Anderson over the past couple of years has been gaining like a very negative reputation, and a lot of guys already kind of don't like um, the way his arrogance, the way he yeah. plays the game, certain things about that they don't Ooh. feel like he respects the game. So I feel like anything that happens with him involved, like it, it's taking a little bit. Um, you know, take a little bit differently or whatever. People yeah. already don't like him. And, yeah. um, but Stephanie Washington says, LOL, not the fight of the weekend. <laughs> All right. Maybe not. Maybe not. We'll talk about that in, in a minute. But this was, it was pretty cool, though. Um, it's funny, though, that like baseball suspended both these guys. And I get it. You have to do that. But honestly, low key, if I'm the commissioner, I'm sending them each a little bonus on the side, on the sideline <laughs> because this is what baseball needs. You know what I'm saying? Like more excitement, more passion for the game. I know I'm not really trying to like totally endorse fighting. I know like violence is not not right. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But I'm also saying, you know, hockey lets them fight. Like hockey is like, okay, y'all want to duke it out? We'll let you go a couple. Get get that off your chest, you know? Yeah. And maybe in baseball, a couple times if the umps is like, yo, they're chir- too much chirping back and forth, or you know, a pitcher keeps throwing at, at, at a player. Yep. You know, go handle that, you know? And, and maybe it's a little bit more exciting for the game. So handle your business. Uh, yeah, exactly. Go handle that. You know, do that squabble, and then you can get over it and move on. Exactly. So, um, I don't know. Uh, Pop says Anderson has bad blood with everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anthony West says, "Oh, Derek got a better punch on." Oh, yeah, that was yeah. a dope one. But also because the way he caught him and like his helmet, his glasses blew off and stuff. Like that was that was a gangster one for sure. Um, I almost forgot about that one. Ramirez <laughs> should have called him Jackie for sure. Uh, couldn't have happened to a better team. I absolutely hate the White Sox. Right. Yeah, I, I yeah, I feel it. So it's pretty funny, but um we definitely had to talk about that one. Um let's jump to this one since Stephanie wants to talk about I think this is what Stephanie's alluding to. We got the Jake Paul um and uh Nate Diaz fight this weekend. Did you watch the fight? Did you check it out? No, I didn't I didn't watch it. I I'm not a big Nate Diaz fan at all and I'm not a Jake fan, Jake, you know, Jake Paul fan at all either. Um so I, I caught all the highlights of it, you know. So I, I watched kind of like the the cliff notes, you know. So I got the, I got the summary fight version of it. Um, 
but it just you know Nate Diaz just continues to fight for for money. You know, so he's not he not he's not out here actually trying to do anything anymore. You know what I'm saying? So that's why that's why I didn't watch it. I knew what this fight was going to be. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. Um, I was the same way. I wasn't gonna definitely wasn't gonna pay for it, and I yeah. figured like social media would have us caught up right away, right? Yeah, we would know the outcome or how it was going. Um, I do think that like I gotta give it to Jake Paul though for continuing to drum interest and continuing to select his opponents just right enough to where there's that history, there's that attention, there's some kind of a fan base that's willing to go see it because they did another great promotion. Yeah. So I can't lie, like, I respect that part of it. Yeah. Um, You know, they might not have gotten my money, but they're getting to the money, you know. And it's yeah. funny, you can always see right after the fight what the real story was. Nate Diaz, you know, talking, bringing all this hype, and there's bad blood and ready for war and all this stuff. As soon as the fight's over, man, he's over there hugging Paul, thanking him, like, all right, we did it, you know? Yeah. Like, not not worrying about the fact that he basically just got beat down for, for the all rounds and yeah. dropped even early in the fight. So, um, uh, yeah, so that was um that was um pretty interesting one. Oh, Stephanie was watching another – she was talking about another one. Yes, we'll <laughs> talk about that one too. Okay, we'll talk about that one too. But she said she didn't watch it. Anthony says Jake is going to need to fight an actual boxer at this point. Um, yeah, I think he's going to have to. Yeah. Um, the only one he's actually fought is the one he lost to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, we'll see if they can actually make that happen. Um, and uh, Pops is talking about as far as Crawford. He didn't get to comment on Crawford last week, but so happy that Crawford got the big stage and payday. He showed the great champion he is. Sorry, Jerry Jones. Yeah, because Jerry Jones was going for Spence. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that was tight. Um, Unk says, why or have these brawls become – why have these Paul brothers become so popular? Um, they've been popular. They've 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 been you know they they got involved with uh, social media when if you wanted to be a content creator you know they they got them in the right time. They they do have a really good uh, just just following, and that's how and that's how Jake Paul continues to sell these fights like crazy. You know what I mean? Like his following yeah. is you know he used to be a Disney Channel kid, right? So right. all the kids that used to watch him on Disney Channel are now adults as well as he is, and they're super fans of his, and there's millions of them. And they're they're going to continue paying for his fights. They're not going to stream them. They're going to pay for them. Um, so he's going to continue making money. Like you said, I, I respect the uh, how he gets this, these these fights done. You know, so I respect that whole aspect of it. Um, he, I think I'm learning now, he doesn't actually care about being a respected boxer. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, he really don't care. At this point, it really is about making money because I think he's trying to fight uh, Jorge Masvidal next. Um, don't know if it'll happen, but obviously it's another UFC guy who's officially retired. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, but not a real boxer. Like, Jake Paul does not want to go in there and start, you know, he don't want to drop some weight to fight some dude like Crawford. Like, he don't want to fight some dude that will literally – He don't even want to fight an amateur boxer. Like, for he don't sure. want to fight an actual like, boxer that gets paid from boxing. Like even Tommy Fury like hasn't fought and who who knows how long, you know what I'm saying like that was like that was like his biggest test and he lost that one you know what I'm saying indecision it wasn't even like he got knocked out or anything so it's still a decision um, so um, yeah man we'll see uh, I see uh, Anthony says Streezy how about you go fight Jake and influence I'd do it in a heartbeat yeah let's make it happen man, man we'll I'm saying for money and everything like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna just start talking mess like let me get paid. yeah let's see let's make it happen. And I'm not signing no type of contracts either. Like, nah, fam, we going in at the box for real. <laughs> you know for real, for I'm, real. Not taking, I'm not. I'm not going down like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> nah, that that would be crazy. That would be crazy. Um, all right, a couple more topics. Uh, I wanted to talk about the U.S. Women's National Team crashing out of the World Cup. We knew they were on shaky ground. We, mm. you know, we had a feeling that this might not be their year. Uh, they're used to dominating, but in the first stage of the knockout round, goes down in penalties. Um, just bad news all over it, man. But um, we'll see. Um, a lot of people are, are saying that some of the off-the-field things that they were so invested in have kind of um, created, you know, created too much noise, I guess, since from the last World Cup to this one. I really don't I, I really don't put the two together. I just think it was the timing and the fact that they went with a really young squad. Um, yeah. I, I, still, I, I still don't have any problem with them uh, trying to get their pace. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's just my opinion on that. Yep. Um, but I did want to see them do better because 
that's our squad, man. Our men's team, you know, they're getting a little bit better, but you know, they don't really hold it down like that. So yeah, exactly. Um, you know, back to back World Cup champions for our, for our girls, and you know, we we definitely. I know they expected more. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, uh, uh, I, I think you know they are getting a lot younger. You, we're seeing a lot of a lot of uh, the players that we've been watching for for a long time. Um, you know, like Julie Ertz. You know, Megan Rapinoe. Like, so um, I'm not sure if uh, um, like Alex Morgan did. Yeah, Alex know. Morgan. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think Morgan said whether or not she's going to come back or if this is going to be her last time. But I know Rapinoe and and Julie Ertz said that this is their last time they're done. Um, yeah. And those are the girls that have been on those back to back championships and been going on for a while. So um, this team's definitely going to be younger going forward. Um, that's for sure. So I know it's in good hands, but you know, hopefully, you know, you 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 learn more from your losses than you do your wins. So hopefully, they you know, next twenty twenty what twenty twenty seven or whatever the next time this happens or whatever. True. Yeah, it'll be a while. Yeah, but they'll so get the Olympics in a couple of years, so they'll get to true. go back to the world stage. So that, that's true. So hopefully, they learn from this and be able to do it. But I think everybody's expectations for them were higher, fans and and themselves. So it was just yeah. a point to see them go out already. You know what I mean and. And in penalty kicks, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's rough. That is rough. Ox says, how can you ask for more money if you have, continue to have difficulty generating revenue? I mean, it never hurts to ask, right? But also, to be fair, you know, the women's team has generated more revenue than the men's team. If we're talking this specific category, Correct. Um, they have been the more successful one. Um, so, um, <laughs> Anthony West is talking about speaking of soccer. I was trying to go for Messi this past Sunday, but ticket prices soared to k for Yeah, man. Like, yeah, Anthony, you're gonna have to go check him out at a different time. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna have to catch him at a different time, or or maybe if he like really retires and plays in the semi pro game or something like that, you know. But, um, but yeah, that's that's too crazy. Um, but speaking of international soccer, I do want to shout out to my boys, Arsenal. Yeah. They started off. This is kind of a preseason match. They're in a win-win situation, but the Community Shield is dope. It goes between, you know, the first and second place uh, uh, EPL teams from last year. And so they did beat Man City um, in, in a shootout uh, this weekend. But like I said, it's win-win because, you know, if you win, it's awesome and you get a trophy. If you lose, it was only really preseason. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're not fooling ourselves. Man City, the team that they beat, is the reigning champs, and they are very dominant in the soccer scene. So, um I think it'll be a good good year, though. I'm excited to see if my boys can kind of come back uh, to that stage. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to talk real quick about the Pac-12, and we're basically going to put our blessings on them, and we're going to say rest in peace to the Pac-12 and break down um, the events that have gone on over the past few months that have led basically to this, like, to, to the situation they're in now. And then, Strizzy, I want to ask you, uh, what you think is going to happen next. But I want to go through this breakdown real quick. I just thought it was fun. I, I messed around with this because I was like, I want to put this visual out there so we can see exactly what's happened. Um, but really, it started with the Big Ten, and they courted um, USC and UCLA. They decided to go as a pair to the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. So the Pac-12 went from 12 down to 10, and um, you know they were trying to get their their – their bigger uh, revenue share by going yeah. to the big 10 and uh, create, you know, create a bigger market for themselves. And also partly sneakily, they were trying to kind of leave the PAC 12 and still take the recruits with them. They didn't want any other PAC 12 teams coming to the big 10. Um, so then the big 12 stepped in, they started doing some exploratory talks. You know, they, they talked to coach prime and prime is all about the money man in the bigger stage. So Colorado stepped out and they made their move to go to the big 12. All the while, um, the Pac-12 was negotiating the, the next football deal for these teams that will be starting after this upcoming season. And, you know, more and more is coming out about, you know, the Pac-12 is dealing with Apple and all this mm -hmm. other stuff and that the deal is not that great. And, you know, these SEC teams are making $40 million a year and they're not going to make anywhere near that. And they're going to be at a disadvantage in NIL. So as more and more started happening, Colorado was like, all right, we're out. We're going to go ahead and make this move happen. And um, and and the Pac-10 that was left was thinking they were going to be stable and they were going to just try to maybe get another deal, but maybe a little bit less since they didn't have some of their big players. Well, uh, the Big 12 kept recruiting and they wanted to bring over U of A because they wanted to make it even. And so U of A is like, all right, cool, we're down. We'll go ahead and skip because meanwhile, they're the you know they're, they're, there's no no word coming from the Pac-12 and what their revenue is going to be like. Well, then. Um, the Arizona commission of their school stepped in and was like, we want ASU and U of A to be together. 
Yeah. They should stick together. This is a pairing. This is a rivalry. So here comes ASU. They're in Big 12's like, we'll take ASU and we'll take Utah so we can stay even. So True. we don't have an uneven amount of teams. And Utah is basically like one of the better players. Like they won the Pac-12 last year. Yep. So then now we got um uh the next step is Oregon and Washington. They're like, dang, we're not gonna be left over here with these part of the pack six. <laughs> I know. know. Because it, every, and every time a team leaves, the money keeps going down. The money keeps going down. So the Big Ten opened up their exploratory talks, and in in less than forty eight hours, they decided they're going to take Oregon and Washington, which were the best and the most dominant schools, and kind of in a similar region. Because again, they're trying to pair these teams together so they don't have they have like a traveling buddy kind of thing. Yeah. So at this point, the Pac twelve has four teams left, and the latest news is that the ACC is getting involved. And even though this makes no sense because the ACC is literally the Atlantic coast, yeah. um, they are talking to Cal and Stanford. And um, and it seems as if the next move is going to be Cal and Stanford joining the ACC, leaving the Pac-12 with Oregon State and Washington State, um, two teams that have their own history, but two teams that aren't, you know, one of the teams on the right-hand side anymore. No. Um, I think, you know, I think that – I don't know what's going to happen here. I think that the Pac-12 brand still has value or still did up until last week. So maybe they go out and try to grab a bunch of teams like a Boise State, like whoever, you know, like a, uh, like a, um, I don't know, whoever that they can grab, like a Colorado State and try to build it back up and use the Pac-12 name. But what I think might happen, though, would be kind of sneaky is, is the Big West and the Pac-12 do some kind of a merger where they bring in basically that whole league and create like a different, like a big West or something or a pack West. Um, That'd be the smartest move to do in my opinion. I think. Yeah. Like I said, try to get boy, you know, Boise state's always gonna, I mean, I know they moved from the whack a while ago, a while ago, you know what I'm saying? But um, you know, this would be a bigger, even a even bigger division than they're in right now. I mean, it's kind of, and they're good. It's it's falling apart. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, I feel like them and, you know, I don't want to say Hawaii because, like, I remember, like, in the WAC, it was always like Boise and 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 Hawaii, right? They were always going at each other. Right. Literally, like whoever had the one loss usually came from one of them. You know what I'm saying? When they played each other, yeah. um, so you know Hawaii have the same team that they were all those years ago. But like you said, I think that's probably the bigger move. Some type of like combination and maybe create so at least like the Big West or so something like that. You know what I mean? Probably the best idea because like there's not much you can really do right now. Um, I know ACC hasn't acquired Cal and Stanford yet. Uh, but you know, if they do, what are you going to do with a two-team? Div- you know, what I'm saying division, like, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, it can't work. It can't work. We're like, we just alternate. We'll show up at your place this week. You come to our place next week. Back and forth, like, what, you know. Yeah, it ain't no way. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. But it is kind of crazy. The shakeup has definitely been nuts. Um, yeah. I really do like though how like like SC, USC, and, and UCLA uh, went over together. Um, you know, they're never playing each other. And, it, you know, it, it's going to be kind of crazy, you know what I'm saying, next, next season or whatever it is when these, when these teams uh, move over. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. Yeah, this upcoming season will be the last season, basically, of the Pac-12 as we know it. It will yeah. be kind of the, the, the farewell tour, uh, if you will. And, um, yeah, I think it is wild. I think things are happening fast. But I think definitely – and we said it, right, when the NIL thing really opened up, we were like, look, like college football will not be the same. Like it is no longer the same as, as it was the tradition, the history. It's just that it's history. Like it is in the past now um, because it's all about the money. It's all about generating that revenue. And now that they have to pay the players, colleges are greedy. They still want their same cut. So now they're like, we got to make even more money because we got to actually cut in the players now. Yeah, exactly. Before they were just rolling in the dough, you know, and not worrying about that part of it. Uh, Now, you know, they have to stay competitive. They have to bring the money behind it. And it's all about these TV revenue deals. And, like, I think you're going to end up with literally, like, three or four giant conferences for the high level, you know, for the top 50, basically, yep. uh, um, um, of, of college football. And it, and it kind of sucks. It's kind of sad, yeah. to be honest. Um, because it, But it also shows, like, you know, these organizations, right, that ran things. They had it sweet before. Like, the yeah. Pac-12, whoever runs the Pac-12, you know, the pat like four or three, four years ago, like they weren't doing nothing, like and they weren't tripping, like they were literally just cashing checks, and yeah. they don't really do that much except for like organize a few things, set the schedule. Like when it comes down to it, like 
Oregon State and Washington State or, you know, even Cal and Stanford that are still there. It's like they're looking at them like you guys left us out to dry. Like you didn't make those deals that you were supposed to. You didn't yeah. put the structure in place. There's no guarantees that people are just going to sit around and accept that. Yep. And um, now, you know, they have options. And with these super divisions, they were like, yo, we out, you know. Um, but it is kind of sad that you could see basically like something that has like a long honor tradition basically just dissolve with like <laughs> gone just gone like they out of there so yeah. um it is pretty crazy anthony says oregon and washington state will uh mess with the mountain west um acc is talking about stanford and cal yeah that's so weird so it'd be like atlantic coast but they're gonna be on the pacific coast like that just doesn't this is so that, weird that's gonna be so hard for them you know yeah yeah like, like the travel exactly the travel is gonna be so difficult and not to mention that these are for all sports. So it's not just the football money. Like, I Facts. think that that's the thing. Like, the football is what everybody thinks of, and that's what is, like, out front. But it's like, dang, if you're on the swimming team, if you're on the tennis team, and, and you play in San Francisco, and now you have to go to Virginia for, like, a weekend tournament or whatever, like, that's just so crazy. But yep. it's not about that, the academics. It's about the money. It's pretty crazy, though. Um, mom says, I remember how prestigious it was when ASU and U of A joined the Pac-10. Yeah, most definitely. Like, that was a big step up for them. And now they they out. Like, But the Big 12 is cool, too, though. So, like, I get it from their standpoint. They're like, oh, man. But it's just it's just different, you know? And yeah, right. Especially when you're, like, 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 It's going to be kind of like how, you know, the SEC is split up into different, you know, SEC, you know, South, SEC, what, you know, like, it's going to be kind of like that, you know, as these, as these divisions get bigger and bigger and i think part of it too is it's going to make i think it's going to make the playoffs look more interesting because you know the playoffs now it's going to be they're going to be expanded you know right. what i mean it's going to be a lot more than just what six teams or whatever or four teams about four teams going in you know what i mean True. so i think i think that turn not, not tournament but you know that bracket that, that the the road to the championship is going to make things a lot more interesting because like you said now it's going to be basically like three 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 uh divisions right you know it's yeah. definitely going to be these guys in the sec and um wins are going to matter i think so much i don't know more because more players are going to be getting in but like it's, it's definitely going to change things and i think that's kind of why they're also you know i think that plays a big role too into like why they're moving out of these uh, conferences like you got to be able to play better schools you know what i mean because when you're not playing like sec can lose a game and still be in you know contention for our championship right right a lot of other schools can't they have to go undefeated you know what i'm saying so but if you're in a stronger division uh, where you're more likely to lose a game or two, it, it does make it easier for you to get those higher seedings or to be, you know, eligible for for bigger bowl, bigger bowl games. You know what I mean? So I think that puts a, a role in it as well. Most definitely. Like, it's crazy, though, that we had the power five. And it's funny you mentioned the playoffs because I am interested in what happens with that because the Pac-12 technically has, like, an automatic qualifier as the Pac-12 champion to get into the playoffs, right? Yeah. So maybe Oregon State wants to stay, you know? Maybe they're like, hey, grab us a couple teams and we'll we'll just be the champs, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> over here, uh, you know, and get into the playoff every year. But I wonder if, like, they could lose their automatic bid based on, like, the strength of their conference or the perceived strength of their conference. You know, who knows? Because it seems like everything's out the window. Like, they're just going to keep making this thing up as they go. So um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Anthony West says, yeah, I have an NFC and AFC with the power schools. <laughs> right. Um, that's almost, yeah, it's almost kind of what it's like um, already. Um, Pop says Big 12 is going to be really good after the SEC, who is second now. Crazy change all about the money. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's a good question. I think it is the Big 12. I think it is too. But but the crazy thing is, like, they're losing Oklahoma and Texas too. So, like, I keep factoring them in. So. True. I don't know. Actually, it's probably the Big Ten because they got Ohio State, Michigan, UC, uh, USC. Like that's that's pretty gangster. Yeah, that's yeah, you're right. Team. I you forgot they don't have uh, Texas and Oklahoma anymore. So it probably is. USC was really good last year. I think they had a loss or whatever. I think yeah. Let's so see. I'm Ohio State, Michigan, like you just mentioned. Dang, yeah, mom says Big Ten. SEC and Big Ten have 16 of the top 20 preseason. With the dogs, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So those are the de definitely the big divisions, but yeah, I definitely wanted to break that thing down though and uh, do the visuals so we could kind of see like how that changes and how lonely Oregon State and Washington State are. But um, we'll see. I think they'll have to figure it out, but they're definitely not going to be signing any deals for um, the TV revenue. You know what I'm saying? The TV rights, like anytime soon. Like 
Yeah. Um, so that'll be crazy. Uh, Kelly is saying, when do you say, did you say this goes into effect? So this is going to go into effect basically after next year. Um, this, this upcoming year is like the last year where all these teams are signed up, but then UCLA and USC um, are going after this year for sure. Colorado, U of A, all the big 12s are after this year for sure, because that's when Texas and Oklahoma are joining the SEC. Cal and Stanford is still kind of proposed, so I should probably should have had an asterisk on that, but we'll see. I have a feeling that announcement is going to happen before we meet again. So, um, so yeah, so that's what's up. I think we hit all of our topics. Um, I definitely want to give a quick shout out to our brother, Mad Marcus. You know, right. he's lost some people very close to him, and I know he's he's a very private person, but one thing uh, we want to make sure he knows and never forgets is how much we love him, we care for him, and we're here for him. So. Uh, we might not see him for a little bit, but he's off handling uh, bigger and, and, and more important things for sure. But uh, just want to shout out to him and let him know that uh, we are with him always. And always. We appreciate him. And um, and even if he's not here, he's always a big part of what we do. And he's and he's really set us up to uh, be successful and to have our show. So we yeah. love you, my Marcus. We're with you uh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, um, the last thing we can touch on real quick. And I kind of wanted to get into this, but but I mean, it's just too much to really unpack. And we're already at time, which is really cool. Um, but real quick, uh, Stephanie Washington was saying that the <laughs> fight of the weekend was the uh, Alabama Riverfront fight. And um, I don't know, Strizzy, you want to give your quick take on on the fight? Yeah, man, this 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 was one of the uh, uh, greatest greatest uh, events in African American uh, history. You know what I'm saying? It was. Uh, a good time for our brothers and sisters to come together when we needed it the most. You know what I'm saying? It started off with a hat flip. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Bobby Schmurter. <laughs> oh, man. Man, I've been loving every minute of it. I already have a video idea of it. I'm supposed to get with my boy this weekend and make a video of it. Uh, so be on the lookout for it because it's about to be hilarious. Um, but, man, like, it's, this, this, that's a situation of, like, you know, F around and find out. You know what I'm saying? Everything – you know, shit was sweet until it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. Man, I, it, it just, it, and, the, and the funny thing about it too, because like people are always, you know, people are always talk about like, oh, well, what did, what did he do to cause it? But like, there's another video. I don't know if you've seen it. It's essentially the ramp up video. So the, the, the people who were on the boat that needed to dock, uh, we're actually recording prior to everything. Happening. Yeah, yeah. I see like, a video, video yeah. of the security guard just trying to do his job. Like, like apparently he told them to move their boat before they came back to redock. Uh, they still ain't listen. They, you know, they were in his face and then they started it and then it, it just turned into something. That, but like, I mean, man, when I tell you I was having like the, the time of my life laughing this weekend, some dude did a video and he <laughs> he started playing the Stole Cold Steve Austin music when dude came out with the chair. Bro, oh my gosh. Fell out, dog. Like I, I've been having a solid good laugh at this. And it happened on Lily's birthday on Saturday. Oh, okay. <laughs> so like it's just another, you know, perfect another time in uh African American. I was actually I was just so proud of us. You know what I'm saying? That we didn't just sit around and just have our cameras out watching this dude get beat up by a bunch of we'll just say a bunch of white dudes, you know what I'm saying? But um Yeah, man, the crazy it, it was great. Yeah, the, no, it was it was very it was it was crazy, it was wild all around. And um, it's funny though. I, I will say that some people were putting the "try that in a small town" like video or the music behind it. I don't know if you know the controversy with that, but um, uh, th that was pretty funny to me. That's a different take on it too. But yeah, I, yeah the crazy thing is, like in the pre-video, I guess this this uh, that boat that was that they were docked in their their way or whatever for that like tour boat. Yeah, they were there for like forty-five minutes waiting. Like, yeah. and that, that guy, they had actually went and took a smaller boat and like got him and taken him to the dock so that he could try to find those people and get them to move their boat. Yeah. So it definitely wasn't some situation where like, you know, they were just, they were just totally being like, um, out of line as far as like parking in the wrong way and then still not, not even wanting to move out of the way. So yeah. that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ugg says it seems like fights occur on boat docks in Alabama, bit twelve. But that's the one thing, like, man, I'm not trying to get dropped into the water, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, they definitely put some people with that bitch too. It was, it was I know that was crazy. That was crazy. Anthony Weston said, as soon as that hat flipped, yeah, I think, and that's the thing. I think that that was like the signal of him being like, I'm no longer working on the job. Like, you know, yeah. what I'm saying like he took his like company hat off. He's like, okay, now, now it's on. Um, but yeah, that was that was kind of crazy though. Uh, even one of the dudes that was on the boat that couldn't dock jumping into the water to swim yep. over there to help. Yeah. You know, it. but yeah, it's 
it's just the only thing though I will say, like kind of contrary is like I just don't like that these things get so much attention now, right? Yeah. And like now they're having a press conference about it and all this other stuff where it's like if things don't get caught on tape or like it just makes me think of all the things that have happened in the past yeah. that that we don't know about. You know what I'm saying? Well, or that don't time. get this type of um, like attention or this type of, you know, exposure. So yeah. it is like it's just the tip of the iceberg, but we're seeing more and more crazy stuff like that. Um, but that one, yeah, that was definitely some comedy. Yeah, so, um, but all right, we're going to go ahead and shut it down right there. We appreciate all of our slackers and your guys' input and feedback. Um, and Kelly mentions so she's right on this. NFL comes back and we get more time together for sure. You know, it only <laughs> took one preseason game and, and now we're running over already. Uh, so you know how it goes. <laughs> you guys got to uh, gear up for football season, you know, but uh, we're hitting the full hour again and we're getting back to it. Um, but we definitely appreciate y'all. And, um, and yeah, um, I think that's it. We'll see you guys next week for episode 207. Yep. But until then, it's your boy A Dub. And it was Rizzy. Thanks for listening to Say Like a Champ. Engage with us on Instagram. Share your thoughts, and you might just be featured on the show. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you pod so you don't miss next week's episode of Say Like a Champ.